0: Morning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pickle. All right, welcome back, degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anybody in between. I'm BT on behalf of my co-host, Uncle Johnny. Welcome back.
1: Welcome, ruggers and rugger lovers. This week's installment, we're going to get right to the game results uh, and then get you the dirt coming up on this weekend's matchups. We had Austin at Houston as the an even bet, and really uh, underestimated Houston at home with a fifty to thirty eight win. Yeah, we botched
0: that one. <laughs> that was a big showing for Houston. looked pretty good. We got a little fever for the Austin Hunts, or sorry, the Austin Elite. Uh, we kind of smelt a little momentum in that second half of their opener against Glendale, but uh, their defense laid a egg this week. The second game Utah at San Diego we had spot on at a
1: seven and a half point spread and it was uh, right at seven points with San Diego winning 31 to 24. in the game of the week Glendale wins again but Seattle covers the spread at the final whistle uh pushover mall try uh, right at the death and they end up narrowing the gap the final score was Glendale 19
0: and Seattle 15. Johnny, you know what they call that? That's a bad beat. <laughs> we watched the game together for the first time, and I'll, I'll say it was pretty cool. CBS put on pretty good production. I'll get more to the ESPN Plus production in uh, a little bit, but we watched the game as the, uh, out as a team, and uh, when we were counting down that final whistle, I saw that nine point lead, I saw that eight and a half point spread. I said, I got this. It's in the books. But no, the garbage time mall kills me at the last second. Give it to Seattle. Their forwards are doing work. But that's basically a gambler's nightmare where a meaningless score swings the table on you. Um, but before we go into all of our takes on the game, let's call our scoops expert. Hopefully it's uh,
1: after his nap time. Don't want to interrupt Harpo's nap.
2: What is that?
1: Hey, Harpo. How you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, good enough. Good enough. Uh, everything's going, uh, on, on schedule so far.
1: So what's the word from Seattle last weekend then,
3: eh?
2: Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I guess I kind of made a rookie mistake and I didn't check the weather and it just came down in buckets and, um, uh, there was a lot of sore rugby players, uh, Uh, partying, partying down in Seattle, uh, last weekend.
1: Physical match, right? Really physical. Yeah. So, what's the hot take from the weekend? What'd you see out there, uh, live and direct?
2: Well, I guess I really blew it on the, uh, over-under, um, um, you know, I'm just gonna start checking the weather from now. It's just a rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. I just gotta check the weather and see what's going on, so, uh, Right now, I'm on the uh, number 11 uh, Coast Starlight, and uh, um, it's a 39-hour and 35-minute trip down to uh, San Diego for the uh, San Diego-Houston uh, Sabercat uh, match this weekend. So, uh, hey, check this out. I was at the train station, the Amtrak station in Seattle. I heard this commotion over there the, uh, where the shoe shine boy was, and this man was quibbling and, and, and arguing with the shoe shining boy about what the cost was and I go over there and I take a look and I'll be darned. it looked just like that uh, that uh, guy that owned the last pro rugby league and um, finally paid the kid the kid refused to come down on the price but he didn't even tip him. <laughs> it was awful so I... I gave the kid I gave the kid three uh, good luck bucks and they were 14 15 years old and I said son, you need to learn how to play some rugby. And he's telling me that they, they got rugby at his uh, high school and that he, he's really wanting to get into it. And uh, and uh, he, he actually watched the game on TV. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, so, yeah.
1: Spreading the gospel of rugby one kid at a time. Dougie be damned. So, yeah, buddy, yes, uh, sure. enjoy enjoy life on the rails, racking up the Amtrak miles on that Amtrak rewards card, I bet you.
2: Oh, yeah. I got uh, yeah, there's another uh, it's a 39-hour trip, and I've uh, got nothing but time on my hands. So, all aboard.
0: All right, we'll check in with you later. Cheers, Harpo. Sounds good. Oh, Harpo, Harpo, Harpo. That man knows his way around a train station, I'll tell you. He sure does. And the recaps from last weekend,
1: jumping right into Glendale at Seattle. As Olivia Newton-John would say, let's get physical. We saw uh, some bodies flying around out there in the match and, and saw two teams that hot take could be our championship teams, Houston might have something to say about that. But these uh, two teams really played well together as teams. I thought there's some standouts uh, individually. Harley Davidson still proven tough to bring down out there. Just just doesn't want to ever be tackled. Doesn't want to die with the ball. Converted to try hit himself in the corner. Good ball runner, and uh,
0: they've got you know the wizards out there doing his wizardry. He got a yellow early that I don't know if I agree with. Maybe I'm just anti-card all the way because I always try and get away with dirty shit when I play. But he was contesting a high ball. I don't know how you give a yellow there. Maybe just a warning. Maximo
1: De Asheval with the chip and chase is uh, pretty spot on. And he was right underneath his own highball early on and letter of the law is you must respect uh, a player in the air and you, you, you're you responsible for the player in the air safety. I, I do feel uh, that in the future you may see some rule change to that really because if you, if you watch, uh, you have a responsibility to be under control as well. So if you watch the player coming in from Seattle completely out of control and took uh, really an aggressive in-air dive. Um, Whereas Max is under control. But again, very hard to adjudicate there. So you're gonna get
0: you're gonna have to give the card. Respect my bubble, Johnny. <laughs> no, it was a good game. Um, I mean, like he said, really physical. Ford packs absolutely going at it. Uh there wasn't a whole lot of scoring. Completely whiffed on our over. It was bound to happen. Yeah, a lot of rain, but you know, still some pretty quality rugby. Uh,
1: and Sam Fig out there running around his tall frame. I think he's you know, hopefully going to settle in. He looks like he's showing a little bit of promise for Glendale, playing at number eight, uh, the player out of Australia. Uh, he, you know, like some of these uh, foreign players that come over for the first time, get some experience. I think he was a little shell-shocked with some of the physicality, but I think he's he's got something to offer. The uh, butcher, Dylan Fawcett, able to come in and start at number two with some of the suspensions for Glendale. Zach Finoglio moved to blindside flanker. And Dylan Fawcett, the boy from Ireland, Blackrock College to Life University, the same path that one AJ McGinty took. Uh, he's got uh, some promise for sure, and uh, really opened up Mr. Finoglio sticks as they call him. Paul Blart Mall Cop, say that seven times fast uh to be in the loose and and you see the playmaking ability of this guy when when he's usually you know doing the dirty work in the scrums and lineouts uh he's able to play on the blind side and he had a phenomenal grubber and chase for his own try you got to love the big man coming through with a glory try like that
0: and that being said because it's 2018 and we're very pro-body image uh, podcast here. We are going to ha- go ahead and honor, just like we have, our plus-size models, our first-ever plus-size athlete of the week, none other than fenoglio Great try. I mean, he chipped and chased to himself. Yeah. He bent the thing in, a nice little grubber in the rain, collects, gets over the line in all honesty the guy does everything that you ask a rugby player to do multiple positions and your coach might
1: say hey zach you know maybe drop the mic on that one put the boot away you you, you converted it let's uh he backed himself that was awesome that was phenomenal if
0: any forward wants to kick just recover and score and you'll be good otherwise you're gonna get your ass chewed out um but no zach's a hell of a player he was on our world cup 2015 eagle squad and I've always told younger players this um, in like the 15 years i played when people say, oh, I'm not getting enough playing time, coach doesn't like me, all that typical bullshit. I always tell players, don't have a fixed mindset on where you play in the field. Finogliel plays hooker and everything in the loose. Luke White plays prop in second row. I mean, that's an unbelievable switch. It makes you so valuable for selection when you can play all around the park. So cheers to the plus size athlete of the week, old Zach Fenowel. On to the next game, the Austin elite at the Houston Cats. And uh, there was no Zach Panjalea in the lineup for Houston. Kalinisau slipped into fullback. And let me just start by the uh, little breakdown of uh, our old ESPN Plus production. The stream was down for the first 10 minutes. ESPN, please send my $4.99 a month back to me because you are not delivering. I'm missing good MLR rugby here. You're still on the free trial. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) they got to get it together, man. You can't miss any footage. Um, But, Johnny, before I get into the game, I feel like I finally met Grant Cole. I had seen his uh, online rugby personality for years, uh, but this was the first time I heard him behind a mic, and it was glorious. Absolutely stole the show. He's honest. He's got an excited Texas accent. It's just kind of a perfect combination of raw Texas and sheer homerism for his hometown squad, the Cats, Cats. as he kept calling them all game. Uh, he had some real creative license on some name pronunciations. Hammer fast. to Gilliamine. Oh, wait, it's Skater Stevens. It's Vichy in the corner. Vichy's going to score. <laughs> He was just great all game, stole the show, and uh, he balanced out his completely bland wallflower of the co-host who added a couple gems like, uh, oh, it's a real sunny day out there and the fans are just loving the rugby game. (laughs) But it it was a phenomenal call. Uh, The real question is, Dan Power and Packy, are they on the hot seat? Because guess what? There's a new play-by-play color commentator coming for you. He's, Grant Cole. He's at least owning an MLR South. He did a, he did an awesome job. But let's talk about the game. I mean, uh, Austin got gashed in the first half. And that first 10 minutes of the second half, even when Glendale put on points last week, they seemed to struggle. Vici, um, I'm kidding, Vici, as we call him here, and Kalina Sal just cutting up the line all day. Yeah, they're feeling they're,
1: they're uh, fitting into the, the
0: system a little bit.
1: And with Colony Sao playing at 15, man, with versatility just to be able to put him back there and let him do his thing in the open field.
0: Yeah, he was great on the high ball all day. Um, But somebody, please help Honko. He keeps playing really well for the Huns, but their pack is not showing up with him. He dotted down again on a cross kick this week. Um, He really was not happy with Derek Summers all game. Uh, I like to see that. Fiery coming back at him because, I mean, the guy tries to contest every single ruck. I love it. He's like a a young Richie McCaw who just wants to see what he can get away with, except he's way more fiery. Somebody help Honko. Uh, The Austin Packer really needs to turn it around. I know they've been on the road the first two weeks, and that's tough, but we'll really see what they're made of. Um, next week, when they host the NOLA Gold in their first outing, and I know you keep calling them the
1: Huns, Austin Elite, and it's probably because I tell you what, they they need a name. Austin Elite, they're you know you heard them on the call. It's like an elite gets the ball, elite does that.
0: You know that's not
1: a will brand. Let them let them have time.
0: Austin Elite, what? There's a couple of uh, French gentlemen. Uh, running the club, so maybe they'll have a little uh, Pro 14 connection. Maybe we'll see some studs come over once that season ends, but we'll see next week. Um, One last thing in the game, though, Uncle Johnny. Yeah. Guess what? What? I have some rig jealousy. Rig jealousy? Yeah, you know, the Aussies, they say your body's your rig. Your rig, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a clue. He plays in the Houston Pack. He's 6'2", 255, plays at absolutely lightning pace, um Sumption. just oh, unbelievable yeah. I want his rig uh, I'll just say you it right now I want his rig I have rig
1: jealousy you you want his rig
0: to be 255 and move that fast is insane broke the line all day early and often um he's a bit of a beast I so, I remember seeing him
1: BYU days and he was built really well but it looks like he's been uh hitting the weights down there yeah
0: well I uh, I can barely crack 200 these days so the rig jealousy will always be there um but yeah assumption and the cats they countered some malls like i never seen really pushed them around but it was the back line that cut them up all day uh houston with the big win 50 to 38 uncle johnny we almost had our first 100 point game flirted with it yeah there was some action out there eh? hey when that happens i'm just gonna say that's a big call because right now the mlr defense aside from that little uh seattle game we saw this weekend there hasn't been a whole lot is it good offense or bad defense uh it's a bit it <laughs> depends on who, we'll wait who we'll you ask. yeah we'll wait for week three to figure that out All right um but let's move on to the final game of the match this is where i really got in an internet wormhole utah in their opener seven and a half point underdogs on the road against the san diego legion and the legion really came out swinging in this game um the Ford pack nearly had a 25 meter uh mall over the line to start the game but this first half it was a war of attrition. A lot of pick and goes, almost 20 plus pick and goes in the first half from each team uh, alone. And Johnny, guess who was our spiciest scrum half of the week in the MLR. who you got? Making his MLR debut, Nate Augsburger, so much spice all day, doing the old uh, pull the ball out of the other eight-man's hand every time there's a whistle, running, taking the quick tap. A lot of spice. He plays really, really tough D for a nine. Sometimes nines, they get caught behind the ruck. They're trying to tell people where to go. That's what a fullback does. So get the fuck in the line. You're a nine, you can tackle. But Augsburger does it all. I think he had three tackles of the eight-man pick on a scrum where he ran around the back of the scrum and caught the eight-man. I mean, that's unreal. That's spice. Full of energy. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the first half... Um, The Legion went up, and then Ben Nichols finally scored for Utah after a litany of slow, methodical picks. Um, And they went about 10 phases to go the final two meters. And i got to say, as an undersized forward, that just hurts to watch. (laughs) The close contact stuff over and over and over. Can't we just spread it out and run hands? Or at least, you know, give the fans a little something more than the old pick and goes. But it was a good game, and it was pretty tight until halftime when Devin Short pushed over now I don't want to come off as a ref basher I know how hard the job is but a picture came in from the stands showing Devin Short stepping out of bounds before he got that tag down guess what Johnny no TMO in MLR no TMO
1: because what we hear is you know not all the facilities are capable um with the replay capability so they want you know, consistency across the league. So they're opting just to go with game time decisions. And
0: that that means you got to trust your ARs. Yeah, you got to live and die with the refs. And I'll just say, I know I commented on the French ref last week. I'm starting to like this guy. Real spicy. He's one of the more bossy refs I've ever seen. Number four, get your hands out. Yeah. All the time. You know who's the boss. He controls well (laughs) and, uh, you
1: know, the games have had some ill discipline here and there, but his games are pr- run pretty well.
0: Yeah. Kurt Morath went a little high on the tackle, which led me to start watching some old pro rugby game film, and I got sucked into an internet wormhole. I mean, I was like a kid at a candy shop. I pull up the old Sacramento hosting the San Diego Breakers, and I remember to play where Garrett Brewer scored, and Kurt Murat just absolutely nailed it in. Business decision tackle around the goal line um so we'll we'll keep looking at that you know utah had their opportunities in the second half it was a weird game if you didn't watch the score at all you would have thought that utah was kind of bringing it to him and smashing him i mean lasique runs like an absolute bus he he doesn't really cut he just kind of picks a line and absolutely hammers people home uh but back to that tackle before the half so the uh legion close him out um i don't have his name off the top of my head but number 14 for the warriors played a hell of a game out on the wing I, we, I expect more. I, I definitely don't see the Warriors being a bottom-of-the-table team. Um, it was a tough loss on the road. They um, kind of played like a bottom-of-the-table team, though, right? Yeah, they were. I mean, Marath wasn't great off the tee. It was a seven-point game. I think yeah. he missed a conversion and a penalty. They're still there. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely physical enough. But on a more lighter note, let's get into our weekly team hairstyle breakdown. We're going to go ahead and do the Warriors. we got three selections for our fans. Uh, We'll put a poll up later. But it started with our first notable afro. And guess what, Johnny? It's a white guy. Mm. Yeah, Angus McClellan flexed his muscles and curls all game. Angus, if you're listening, we're begging you. Pick out the afro next week. Really get it standing up. Maybe a little hairspray to hold that form. Um, But he played 80 minutes in the front row uh, for Utah. The next was Alex Tucci who also played prop uh, for the Legion, and uh, he was going more with the uh, full-blown biker gang muscle look. Long black hair, down to his nipples, just whipping it around everywhere. I- I'd say it's a good look for a prop. And lastly, I think this was my favorite, just cause it's it's back to basics, man, it's 90s. David Tamalu off the bench, rocking a straight up mushroom bowl cut. Johnny, which one of these three hairstyles did you like? I'm taking Tucci, the man
1: from uh, Colorado State University, he played football there and rugby there, and uh, he definitely rocks the flowing locks.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it was a war of attrition, a tough game, but Legion defend home turf, fall to the middle table at one and one, and the Warriors will look to bounce back next week. On to our voicemail.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh... My name's Devin. I'm calling all the way from sunny South Florida down here. Uh, just a quick question for you guys. I was wondering if you guys saw any teams popping up down here in the southeast as far as maybe Florida or Georgia going. Uh, I know that the you're is pretty big down here, and I just wanted to get your take on it. But uh, as now the tides are turning in and the swell's pumping, so i got to get back out there. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Devin from Florida. He sounds chill. Surf it, bro, bro, bro. (laughs) So, Uh, what did he want to know? Is is there room for expansion in South Florida and Georgia? Georgia. So, anyone that
1: knows rugby in the South is, you know, isn't the strongest region in the U.S. But I I did hear last night uh, chatting with some old life guys that uh, there's some old boys in Atlanta with some money to put toward a possible uh, team. Atlanta would be the make sense choice for anything in that region
0: stay tuned uh, who, who wants to blow a half million dollars it's fun <laughs> it's a new you game get to show. own a team <laughs> yeah we'll see Devin. i don't know about south florida you guys can uh, barely fill up marlin's stadium down there i just don't feel like there's enough rugby pull but uh, atlanta to be continued stick to the surfing brah on to our weekly bit thanking doug and this week We're going to bring you doug's actual voice because when he started the league and when matt mccarthy the uh rugby media goat by the way greatest of all time oh and by the way correction from last week he's got his rugby wrap up follow it best show out there it's not a podcast it's a show that's uploaded as a podcast so i just wanted to make that correction uh but matt's the best in the biz he sat down with old dougie show our dear friend and um Doug was really hopeful on his first interview. When asked about ownership structure.
3: No, all the shares are owned 100% by me at this point. It would be bad governance for RIM or any employee of RIM or USA Rugby or Board of director to have any involvement in my enterprise. They agree with that, I agree with that. It's not happened and it will never happen. But we're all very much you know, rely on other people's pieces. So this cooperative work is important. He
0: elaborated on his responsibilities.
3: We have responsibilities on different levels. We have responsibilities to the national level. We have local responsibility to the local. Those are the people buying our tickets. They're gonna be building our brand locally. We have international responsibility. We have responsibility to the non-rugby world. They're the people that are gonna ultimately grow the game.
0: The conversation turned to media coverage, where Doug showed us how woke he really is.
3: We're going to take advantage of the fact that we are after the social media revolution and not before the kind of network presentation, which can be great for certain sports. It's probably not for us. It's probably a dinosaur on some level. So why would we jump on the back of a dinosaur at this point? And we're about respect. We're about engagement, about all of that stuff. His favorite adult films? Only amateur. I can't do pro.
0: Lastly, Doug was asked what he sees for the future.
3: You'll be asking me, did I know them how successful this game will be. how successful this game how successful this game will be. how successful this game successful this game. successful this game
0: will be. how successful this game oh doug 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 I just want to thank you pro rugby failing it launched the MLR this nice successful league so we just want to take some time each week to thank you and uh, we're just giving you a hard time we know you're not an amateur guy probably more of a soft core moving on Johnny what did, what did you think about his eager attitude before the league launched? Talked a lot about responsibilities. He talked a lot. In general. <laughs> I love it. He's like, the league's going to be mine. I'm going to own it 100%. But we need to work together and cooperate. In theory. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when it came to media, we don't want to jump on a dinosaur uh, and get a cable deal. <laughs> MLR now has two cable deals. So, Doug, thank you for passing on that dinosaur. We really want to thank you in person. Um, so we might have something to get you out here to Denver. That was Thanking Doug. Alright, BT. Home stretch. On to our player tripool. Yeah, we did pretty well in week two. Um, I hit on one guy, and uh, you got two guys and your lock. Um last week I picked Paul Lasique, Josh Vici who scored uh, from a gift from Kalinasau, who's basically already in the tri-zone, just hooked his buddy up. Maybe he wants him to be the uh, season leader. That's a Vigian thing to do. Yeah, very unselfish. Uh, I picked Aladdin Shermer, who played 80 but did not dot down, and Will Maggie was my lock, uh, but that was a low-scoring affair. Johnny had JP Eloff, Jake Turnbull, harley davidson who dotted down and hanko hermesis as his lock johnny's on fire he's gone two for four each week this is only going to get harder each week johnny where are you standing on week three try scores i'm bagging glendale
1: to score in buckets uh dylan fawcett the butcher uh i think he's going to be playing again at hooker so i'm going to go with him and on the dylan train dylan um, picking him to uh, score from the back line for San Diego. And Sam Figg for Glendale. And my lock, Casey Rock, because it rhymes. 6'9".
0: All 6'9 of them is going to be there. He's probably going to play 80 with uh, Landry unavailable. Um, I'm going to mix it up. I think I'm going back heavy this week. I'm just feeling the backs. Let's go with Anthony Salabert, uh who scored for the Legion last week. Young kid, plays pretty hard. Got a good nose for the ball. Uh I'll stick with picking Glendale Backs. I haven't hit on one yet, but we'll go with Bryce Campbell at inside center this week. Kyle Sumption, he'll score this week. And lastly, my lock. Coming back from the bye week, Nola Gold's fly half, Taylor Howden, good friend of rugby pickham. Um I wanted to go a lot of NOLA guys, considering that Austin has given up 91 points in two games. But off of bye week, you don't really know who's in form. You're not sure who's going to play. But you can be sure to find Old Tales Howden at fly half.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Matt McCarthy. rugby wrap up. But it's time to pick them. Who you got? Let's get to the juice, BT. Uh, game one, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Central time. On ESPN Plus and AT&T Sportsnet, the Nola Gold at Austin Elite. Uh, we really have seen a, a little bit of spark from Nola, and I think they're coming in at the favorite in this game uh, on everybody's spreads. I'm going to give Nola uh, a minus nine, I'm give Nola favored by nine points, even traveling to Austin.
0: That's a big spread for a road game, but uh, Austin tricked us last week. 91 points in two games is not good. I will take NOLA to cover those points and uh, maybe some more on the road. I like NOLA as well. Uh, Game number
1: two, Friday night, Houston Sabercats at the San Diego Legion. It's 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 local time on the Pacific. ESPN Plus and CBS Sports is where you can find that game. Uh, really uh, San Diego still has some question marks uh, They won last week But not necessarily super impressive As they're playing uh, A physical yet not all Altogether cohesive Utah team uh, So they still have some questions Houston's got a, a, a road trip But I'm still giving them the points Houston minus 8 Yeah
0: Houston played the, this game In the preseason Flew out there to San Diego And I believe they beat them um, Houston week 1 kind of threw everybody off uh, but i think they ran into a good nola team i'll take houston as well to cover those points the only thing i'm sad about is that it's an away game and my man grant cole won't be on the mic hammer squash you
1: can count on him for other games there i'd say houston's going to cover as well uh game three saturday glendale raptors at the utah legion 3:30 eastern 130 mountain time Streaming on ESPN plus and AT&T sports the old roots sports uh, root sports network This one could get out of control uh, if Utah can't keep disciplined and uh, improve a little bit from uh, last week, so I'm back in Glendale minus
0: 28 uh, Prove me wrong. Yeah, we got burned on Glendale on the opening week with that big 21 point uh, cover that they let slip against Austin But, Johnny, consider us chalk eaters this week because I'm also going with the favorite. Uh, Glendale really took it to the Warriors in their preseason game. The altitude won't be a factor because they train at altitude. And uh, for all those that don't know in gambling terms, going with the chalk is going with the favorites. So we are filthy, dirty chalk eaters this week. We're taking all the favorites to win and cover our spreads. On
1: that note, let's go to our over-under. Call our scoops app expert Harpo, see where the hell he's at right now.
2: All aboard!
1: Hey, Harpo. It's Uncle Johnny from Rugby Pickham, And our main man, BT, standing by here just checking in with you. Uh, tune in for the game of the week. You're on your way to San Diego.
2: Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe what I did. We were rolling through San Francisco, and uh, we had a 40-minute overlay. So I'm walking around the uh, Amtrak station, and there's the California Zephyr that goes from San, San Francisco all the way to Chicago, but it stops in Salt Lake City, and I checked the schedule, and uh, Glendale is playing Utah on Saturday. And so what my, I was going to do was go down to San Diego on Friday and, and watch the match and then take the uh, train up to L.A., which is only like 2 hours and 40 minutes, uh, but I was afraid that the D1A Executive Committee was going to change the venue. So I figured that they was going to mess up my schedule really bad. So I'm like, to heck with it. It's like, uh, So I hopped on the California Zephyr, and I'm on my way to uh, uh, Utah, Salt Lake City. And then I get a call from the pit boss at the Circus Circus. He noticed how uh, you guys nailed two of the three matches within five points of the uh, point spread that you set. So uh, he asked me, he says he wants to meet with me. And I told him that he comps me a room in Reno that I still have time to get off the train, meet with him, give him the lines for this week, and then still make my way to uh, uh, the Utah Glendale match. Wow.
1: That is
0: aggressive.
1: So we're hitting, well, let's just hit the over under now. <laughs> we'll just roll right into it. What do you got for the. <laughs> For the
2: oh, over, I told him. I told him it's going to be way over because uh, 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 the Glendale boys they they are going to put up oh anywhere between sixty-two to sixty-nine points themselves over Utah, and even so, so if they give up a try or two, of course that's that's gravy for uh, for the over. But it's going it's, it's going to be high this weekend. I think it's going on in the seventies. Uh, I go with at least uh, sixty-four on the over
1: okay okay I, I hear you there the raptors could have a good run around there in utah well thanks for the update oh, it's uh,
2: be, and don't forget it, it, it's the kentucky derby it's going to be a horse race <laughs> so uh uh they're, they're going to be running like my boy jack who's actually at 31 shot and my boy jack is going to win the kentucky derby on uh saturday so i'm going to go with uh the over and glendale with glendale and, oh, and they're going to be, you know, so there's, I, I got the line set at, like, 35. And uh, and uh, my boy Jack at 30-1 to 1 is going to win the Kentucky Derby.
1: My boy Jack. You heard it here first on Rugby Pick'em. Our man Harpo on the road there. Stay safe, Harpo.
0: I got to roll. We'll see you. Pick'em. So there you go. You got some free scoops from Harpo, my boy Jack at the Derby. Yeah, he likes to dip his toe on a couple of little things, but rugby is his profession. It's his obsession. Stay tuned next week. You'll get more Harpo, more BT, and Uncle Johnny on behalf of my co-host. Tune in next week to Rugby Pick'em.
2: And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Pick'em!
3: What's-his-face-happy, Matt McCarthy, and we'll uh, we'll give a shout-out to Rugby Wrap up here. Are you get blown up? No, I'm not getting blown up, but, you know, I like Matt. He's, he's a good dude, so we'll, uh, we'll make that a little point, too. He does, he does a good job out there. doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he goes hard, man, and yeah. that's what rugby needs. We need more people to go hard and be committed. Just like the Vertigo, look at it go hard, all the way to the top, 50 feet off the ground. I swear, I've been on a scary ride. Oh, yeah, nothing like being on top of the turnbuckle when Hulk Hogan's laid out on the squared circle and I'm dropping elbows, Miss Elizabeth, at the side of the ring cheering the much old man on. Oh, yeah.
2: Go crazy!
0: We want to hear from the listeners. If you have a funny prop bet, a great story from a drink up or tour, or just a cheeky quip, call 970-645-6222 and leave a voicemail. If the audio is good, we'll use it in next week's Pick'Em. Again, 970-645-6222.